0: what's up everybody and welcome to episode 129 of the stand-up guys podcast i'm your host incomparable Zach jones and i'm joined as always by my brother from the same mother lester jones hello everybody and, of course, we're also joined by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder. He respects the power of the majestic ham flower. He knows the appeal of the rusty wagon wheel, the baron of brown town, the Duke of Dukieville, the Ayatollah of Asahola,
1: the phenomenal A. J. Say. Hello, everyone. Uh You know, not everybody's on board with calling me Chocolate Thunder. It's just you guys for some reason. (laughs) Uh, While this podcast is happening, to your dismay, (laughs) to my dismay for sure. While this podcast is happening, I got fifty bucks on a uh, basketball game right now. So we're gonna see if I come out winning or losing during this podcast.
0: (laughs) I like that. That that looks like some uh, little like they got to stay tuned in if they want to know. I've got
2: an extra ten bucks against you. I don't know what the game is, or any details, or anything about sports. I'll lose, don't worry. Well, on
0: today's show, we'll go over all the, we'll be like the millionth podcast you probably listened to this week to go over all the new DC announcements. But before we do that, guys, what have you been watching this week? What have you been
1: doing? I've been watching a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and God of War Ragnarok over and over.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How do you... Because you've watched that whole uh, Crazy
1: Ex-Girlfriend like all the way through, this right? This is my third time watching it over.
0: How? <laughs> it's just Like, fun even if you show. like it, how do you
1: just watch it over and over and over again? It's just fun. I mean, as long as like I haven't memorized it yet. And I'm starting to get to that point where I am like realizing what happens in every episode. Like, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think I can do a fourth uh watch like that quickly. Anyway, till a week goes by, yeah. I <laughs> forgot
0: all of these. Are you like my dad, where you can watch it and then you just instantly forget it? I forget not- really quickly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, that is me, actually. Uh, my mom, she's excited about John Wick 4 coming out, so uh, we're going to watch that together when she gets back from India.
0: It's so funny that she's into I'm, that franchise.
1: I know, little middle-aged old lady. <laughs> uh, not even middle-aged, older than that. Um, but she, yeah, she loves it. She wants to go back and watch 1 through uh, 3 again, just to refresh and everything, and <laughs> so we're going to be doing that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch the same four or five properties over and over again till I die. <laughs> oh man, uh,
0: what about you over there? What you been watching?
2: Uh, I, I watched both both Hellraisers this week <laughs> because I, I have had no idea what I should be watching. It feels like it's just a desert.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> I walked in on you like watching a scene from one of those and it's just like this really over the top gory like scene or whatever like
2: do you like those kind of movies there's a mountain of like body horror in these and I don't think I don't think I'd even watched either of them before but um they're not it's not like a bunch of jump scares it's just like the um just like the creepy like wrong kind of horror that you're just like what the fuck am I watching
1: <laughs> yeah they're just so weird they're like a They're like a managerial team of torture, I guess, or something. Like, their little monster group.
2: Right, and you don't even... Well, you see them a lot more in the second one. The first one, you barely even see them. But, um, yeah, just weird and creepy. And I was pleasantly surprised. Because I generally don't go in for horror too much. But um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Well, because I always hear you criticize, like, you don't like... Like John Wick, like real actiony movies, but then you can that's watch true. something that's just like a gore fest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's apparently like, sometimes. Like, when is there, there gore in is man.
0: there like plot develop, character development in these movies? Actually, it was
2: pretty good. Yeah.
0: I know they just made like a new Hellraiser like this past year. Oh yeah, they
2: did. This is it supposed to be a steaming pile of? Uh... I, I think some people liked it actually. It's on Hulu, I think. Maybe because I, I know there were like a couple in there that nobody liked. But <laughs> well, the I, first think two were a, I think they made it. I think they made
0: a ton of them, so I, I'm assuming that uh,
2: there's a lot of garbage in that franchise. Definitely 80s.
1: Yeah, when you said there were two, you watched two of them. I was like, "There's got to be more than two. Though. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's more after that, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the cutoff is where they. Get Start, shitty, okay. yeah. But the first two. Two, like yeah, the first two, yeah. If you haven't watched two, you should watch the first two. Okay.
0: What uh, else you you've been watching? I assume something.
2: Well, you know, last week I was talking about that um, that short fifteen minute like horror flick of the guy who like finds oh. a alien pussy in his wall and fucks uh, it, and, uh, oh, right? Oh, yeah. The abortion and everything. So. Uh, Apparently, there's like a whole this video's not getting monetized, right? A whole whole bunch of these like short videos, and they're they're just on YouTube, and uh, I, I guess nobody cares about the copyrights or whatever or anything. But I've watched a few of those. I watched um, Scorsese had one called The Big Shave, which is like 15 minutes, I think. Uh, I watched one called 1500 Words, where it's like this kind of like horror sci-fi where the doctor. Starts out by telling this guy, like, he has 1,500 words left before he dies. Oh, no. And, like, he goes through, like, all the stages of grief and whatever. By the time he's done ranting to the doctor, he's down to, like, 50 words. And so that's that takes the rest of the, uh, the time. You just got to learn sign language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched one called, like, The Neighbor's Window where... Like, these people... Or you just
1: went to your neighbor's window.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Literally my neighbor's window. (laughs) This guy's boring as shit. (laughs) This is the worst show ever. (laughs) I know there's, like, a bachelor who lives right there. (laughs) It's just always him by himself. (laughs) Uh, What else? Uh, There were a couple horror ones I was trying to remember. Um, But I don't know. Some of them are uh, relatively good, and it's just, like... You can watch ten minutes and if it sucks then you're like, eh, oh well. <laughs> it's not a... what was that one you watched? The the Gene Gina... uh oh <laughs> the Jean, Jean
0: Jean Dielman. Jean Dielman. <laughs> Man, that movie sucks. I still hate that I watched it. <laughs> Man, it is funny like YouTube almost is becoming like this um place for like um uh, I guess like uh film preservation because like I listen to Quentin Tarantino's Film Archive podcast. Yeah. And he like has all these like obscure movies from like the 70s and 80s, you know, that like were put out on VHS but then like never again, like much, not yeah. DVD and stuff. And a lot of times they'll be like, "Yeah, you can watch this on YouTube right now." <laughs> like I, I might have to look some of those up. And I think YouTube's like uh, you know, they could take them off, but it's probably one of those things where they get so little views that they don't really care. Yeah. So like yeah, I, I've I've thought about going and watching some of those. I just haven't had the time. But uh, it, it, I guess it's cool that like they're
2: on there and that you have an option. Yeah, that stuff floats around. So
1: yeah, there's I've heard of. Like, I've
2: watched a couple movies on there. On what YouTube? On just YouTube. Okay. What do you watch? When, it's been a while, like I watched like one of those lost westerns. It was directed by Brando. That one was pretty good. I'm forgetting what it was called, but it's the only movie ever directed. Um, I watched this one about um it was uh, what's, what the fuck was it called we talked about it once before but it's like it just follows this kid through like the war-torn shit and like all the shit that was happening like jews and villages and with the nazis it, it was it was horrible but uh a ringing endorsement <laughs> no it was it, it was like great but it's traumatic. just depressing like a schindler's list type of thing you know i've never seen
0: schindler's list what it's just—it's one of those blind spots because it's like I look at it and I'm like, oh, another three-hour tour <laughs> of depression. Well, that movie's actually good. Though. It's, it's probably better than John Deal.
1: <laughs> do you guys remember learning about the Holocaust in junior high? That that stuff was super depressing, man. I'd come out of class like, how do you how do you come to terms with that? I mean, I'm sure we did. I don't remember
2: like a ton of details. It's one of those things like I had to have learned it at some some point but
0: I, I honestly don't remember what grade i would have been in when i learned about it
2: i kind of wonder if like well maybe it stuck with you because they had some emotional impact and we were just like we were given like numbers and stuff and be like oh okay hitler yeah <laughs>
1: they showed us like graphic images they had like holocaust survivors come uh, talk to us that stuff.
2: shit would stick with you yeah hitler yeah. was bad okay <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely drilled
1: us with that stuff
2: <laughs> i was gonna say we don't have a ton of uh holocaust survivors in montana although one of my grandmother's neighbors. I saw him wearing a star, David, and I asked one time, but um he said like his his parents had been in in um one of the concentration camps, I don't know which one, and he was actually born in yeah, a concentration camp.
1: oh wow, yeah, surprised they even let people be born in concentration camps
2: right because there are stories of killing like babies and stuff yeah. and it's like oh,
0: I do remember when I was in high school they had an assembly where they had a Holocaust survivor speak. So we did, we did have one of those but but yeah I don't really remember even what grade I would have been in when they first like taught about that stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean I know I've seen those images since in my life, right. but I don't remember seeing that in school. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I saw that kind of graphic stuff in school. Like I'm sure we learned about Hitler and and World War 2 and all that you know, stuff, but I don't think I don't remember them showing us like really graphic stuff like yeah. that. I
1: think it was pretty broad strokes. Uh, my school definitely, <laughs> they're like, You're gonna get traumatized today. <laughs> I mean,
2: as far as history goes, I think that's probably how I would teach it. Yeah, I'd like, be like, Look at all this horrible
1: shit that <laughs> yeah, actually make them learn, yeah. and make sure it never happens again.
0: Uh, well, guys, I didn't learn my lesson because like, you know how John Dielman was number one on that sight and sound list?
2: <laughs> you went, back to you went for
0: number two? <laughs> uh, number five, actually.
1: So number five on that list... Boy, oh, John Deal was so good that you were like, <laughs> I got I to gotta calm down with number one. I got to go to number five on yeah, this. Yeah. I was like, if I go further down, they're bound to get back. Uh,
0: so number five on that list just also happened to be on HBO Max is a movie called In the Mood for Love. So this is an Asian movie that came out in like the year 2000. And basically what it's about is, like, on the same day, these two married couples move into uh, the same apartment building, and, like, um, a woman from one of the couples and the man from one of the other couples, like, they they both, like, work abroad, like, in Japan or something. Like, I don't remember... I don't know... Oh, is this, like, a Korean movie? Possibly. Okay. It might be. And, like, two of the couples, like, work abroad, and basically the the couples that are still domestic and uh, they they kind of put it together that each of their spouses are having an affair mm-hmm. with each other and so then they kind of enter into a relationship with one another and like it's okay but like they do this thing where like it's hard to even explain a few scenes where like they're just shot in a needlessly like confusing way and and overall like I don't know. Like it, it's certainly not as bad as John Dealman, but the, it still doesn't deserve on it to be on any top ten
1: <laughs> list. It's not great. I mean, man, at this rate, if you go towards the very bottom of this list, you might find a real gem. <laughs> I know.
0: I, I know. I need to actually look up the full one hundred list and, <laughs> and just start at one hundred. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> I've got a couple more shorts I'd forgotten. About. Oh, go for it. Uh, one is a horror: the disappearance of Willie Bingham, and so this guy. When he's like drunk or high, he um, rapes and murders a woman. And so he's in prison. But um, there's been this law that's been passed where basically they do amputations on you for, for the crime. So. Where they cut off your penis? Uh, not the penis. But so it starts, he's in the cell and they take him to this operating theater. And like the guy's wife is there. And he's got like a phone on the other side of the glass. And, like, he picks it up. He's like, yeah, go ahead. And so the the first one, they cut off his arm. And then, so it goes away for a while. And they come back to the second operation. He picks up the phone. And again, he's like, yeah, go ahead. Then they cut off, like, one of his arms and one of his legs.
1: Would they keep doing this? Right.
2: So he goes back. He recovers from this amputation. They take him back. And, like, he's got, like, this, like, government counselors talking to him. He's like, I'm sure the guy will stop here. It's not going to go any further. So they get in there. The guy's on the phone. He picks it up. He's like. Yep. Keep going. And so they basically, they take all his limbs and then I think they take his nutsack (laughs) and, and they get to the last one and the guy's like, yep, go ahead. And they cut off like his nose and his ears. I think that's it. And then they, they stop. And so he's gone the full route, but like once a month, like his counselor comes and picks him up and takes him around to like public school. So he can be like, don't be like this guy.
1: <laughs> I was like that, that one was pretty traumatic. <laughs> and I mean so, what was left? Just a head with no nose or ears, right? Yeah,
2: he's like a torso with stumps and okay. he's all bandaged up and fucked up. Mm. And so another one I watched, uh, you know the in Bruges we were talking about a little bit because we watched that um Banshees of India. Yeah. Um so that same guy he did a short with the um who's the big Irish guy in that? Oh uh uh uh
0: uh, Gleason is his last name.
2: Okay, yeah. So um, he's in it. and Brendan Gleason, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And then a couple of unknowns. but it, So it starts, the guy had lost his wife. Um, I, I forget the details of why, but his wife is dead. And he gets on this train to travel home, and there's this kid on there. The, the movie's called Six Shooter. And there's another couple there, and they happen to have lost their son. But the kid he's sitting with is like super... Like, insensitive and just saying all kinds of crazy shit. And they're, just like, super upset. And so, at some point, they kind of go their different ways because they're getting up and going to, to, like, this dining cart thing where they get food and stuff. And, like, the the woman, who they'd lost their child. That's what it was. They, she got up, and she goes to another car. And, like, you see her, like, flash back the window where she jumped off the train. And, like, there's blood going down the window and shit. And so, they stop at the next stop. And the police come in and they do the interview and, you know, do whatever. And they get off. And as the train's pulling away, the kid gives them this, like, happy smile face. And um, so the police call in and say, hey, be ready at the next station. Have your guns ready. And um, so Gleason, like, he's in another car. And they get to the next stop. And he sees the police out there with guns drawn all, like, down the train tracks. And he's like, oh, shit. And, like, he turns to go back to the kid, and, he like, he opens the door, and the kid's sitting there with, like, two guns, shooting the windows out of the train and shooting at the cops. And, like, they shoot the shit out of him, and he falls down, and, uh, like, Gleason kind of crawls to him, and he's, like, the kid's, like, oh, man, I fucked it up, you know? I fucked it up. I didn't hit anybody. <laughs> 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 <And> it, <laughs> 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 but, um, like, he had two, two, two guns, and Gleason takes one, and, like, he leaves. And so he goes home and he, he's at his home and apparently had like this pet rabbit and he'd open the gun and there's, there's two shells left in there and he puts it to his head. He's going to kill himself. And here's like the rabbit hopping, and scratching around. And he's like, "Fucking!" He, you know, he picks up the rabbit and he's petting it. And then like, he just blows the rabbit's head all over the wall. Oh. And then like, so he's got one shell left. He puts it on his head. And he like, he accidentally fumbles the gun and it, it goes off <laughs> and he's like, what a fucking day! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was a, that was a great short movie. <laughs> what was that one called? Oh, um, Six Shooters. Six Shooters. Yeah. Movie. You know, I always hear about
0: like people making short films, and they even have like an Oscar category for like best short. But I've never
2: actually. Yeah, I watched. think that one actually said it won one of those. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've never like watched any
2: any sh- like shorts. <laughs> oh, I like watched another one called Goldman versus Silverman, and it's um. You know those like street posers? Like they're metallic and they just. Oh, pose. right, right, right. So um, Adam Sandler was like the gold man. And then like the silver man comes and is like trying to infringe on his territory. And it's like this big conflict. <laughs> but I don't know. It's kind of anticlimactic, but it's, it's a, a funny concept. Who played the silver man? I don't know. Some guy I don't know.
1: Were they both like two Jewish people though? Like Goldman versus Silverman. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I yeah I was supposed to take that from the. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'm losing by uh, six on my bet right now. Oh, six so you improved slightly with five and a half minutes left in the game. Ooh, Ooh. it's not spicy, looking good.
0: Spicy, close. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I I watched a couple of those like uh, DC animated features on HBO. Uh, one of them was called Catwoman Hunted. Uh, here's the thing: it was it was okay, but it was done in a, in a Japanese anime style, and I'm just not a big fan
2: of that. Yeah, I feel like it's if you watch enough, maybe get acclimated. I don't know. I don't really feel like I'm there too. It's it's too over. It's melodramatic is really what it is. That's the thing that bothers me the most about most anime I've tried is like.
0: <laughs> the voice acting is like always at an eleven. Like, don't be subtle.
2: Like, I if you're mad, you're like, yeah. you "There's always what? like the the angry samurai trope."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. It's like everything's got to be at a at an eleven or higher. There's there's and it's just it gets annoying at times. This one. I, It wasn't that over the top, but like some of Selena's dialogue was very like cringy, and like you had your like cat puns and stuff, and I was just like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I thought that was right up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) I also there was another one called Battle of the Super Sons, which is um, Batman's son Damian Wayne and Clark Kent's son uh, John Kent, and you know they have an adventure together. Um, It was fine. It was fine. Homerotic. It was not homoerotic.
1: No, that's not worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> Although in
0: the comics, John Kent is bisexual.
1: Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. There's
0: some
2: like, Yeah, there's like a news story. There's a little,
1: yeah. Is that a? that's Clark Kent's son? Yeah. Okay. There's
2: outrage in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it Ohio? <laughs> somewhere somewhere everywhere through. somewhere. Somewhere in that middle area.
1: <laughs> like uh, I just picture his grandfather being like Don't tell anyone. Keep (laughs) it in the closet. (laughs) He, like, dies with a secret.
0: (laughs) Uh, I also watched the um, third Fantastic Beasts uh, movie, The Secret of Dumbledore. Oh, you don't love yourself. (laughs) Well, AJ, you were right. He was gay. That was... no, 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 like, these movies, like... Here's the thing. Some people, like, really hate these movies. And, like, here's the thing. I think it's because they compare them to the Harry Potter franchise. And, yeah, they're not anywhere in the same league as Harry Potter. Uh, I think they're fine. Like, they suffer from logic problems and, like, the. but I don't find them offensively bad like some people do. Like, they're totally watchable. They're just not, like, fantastic.
1: I never watched any of the Fantastic Beasts, but... I don't know. She's just making money off the Harry Potter name at this point. I feel like you know, it's it, it, every that's what brings in people. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if the quality is. I've heard it's not the same. So.
0: Yeah, and in fact, I, I I don't even know if they're gonna make another one. Like I think the original plan was for them to do like five of them, but I don't think they've like been received like super well. So, like, I don't even know if they're even going to make another one.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, backlash for Johnny Depp being taken out and replaced with uh, Mads Mikkelsen.
0: You know what? It kind of worked, though, because, like, the f- the first movie has Colin Farrell in it. And, like, at the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> is revealed that he, like, kind of has, like, I don't know if it's a glamour or what you would call it, but he actually is Johnny Depp. And so, like... Uh-huh. At the end of that movie, he ch- basically changes from Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. And so, like, in this movie, like... <laughs> he, like, you need to
2: put that glamour back on, boy. <laughs> or I think maybe
0: he's, like, a shape changer or something. And so in this movie, he just starts out as Mads Mickelson, But I'm like, well, if we've already established he's a shape changer, it actually kind of works for the story. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not abrasive because it's, like, it works his power into it. Right. Okay. So, like, if they were to make others, I would just say, like... Well, just change the actor. Like, keep changing the actor. i would
1: be like that's yeah. a gimmick. He's a new person. Like every a Doctor Who every, type thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: it kind of worked. Uh, so it wasn't abrasive that they changed from Johnny Depp to, to Mads Mikkelsen.
1: Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is a good actor. He is.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like him a lot. Um. So then my HBO subscription ran out, and I had like nothing to watch, and like I always like to kind of have a series that I can just like you know put on in the background or like not have to pay like real close attention to so i actually put on this um show that my parents are a fan of called murdoch mysteries (laughs) so like um it's a show that takes place i don't even know when exactly like maybe it sounds so old-timey yeah yeah. it it, it takes place in canada in like the late 1800s maybe early 1900s somewhere in that time period and it's this guy that works you know he's uh, a detective and uh It's it's weird though because they they work in it it almost feels like Forrest Gump because they have him interact with like these all, all these historical figures like in episode number one like he has an interaction with Nikola Tesla and then like he has another interaction with like Arthur Conan Doyle and like
1: you know so That's like kind of fun
0: he, yeah he meets like you know people of that uh, era one thing though I noted that I thought was funny is like his boss is um kind of like. An asshole, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like every episode, like his boss will be like, Well, Murdoch, you, you ignorant cunt it's obviously like this guy did it or whatever you know go slap the cuffs on him or whatever and murdoch will be like nah, i don't know boss i think there's more to this story and like of course murdoch will go on to like arrest like the real culprit or whatever but then the next episode is his boss has one of these moments like every episode where he's like come on murdoch it's obviously this guy And <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs>
1: he's like uh what's his name from uh scooby doo who's always blaming uh <laughs> Red, that red-haired guy. Oh, red herring. Red, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: his name was really red hair.
0: Well, yeah, on um, a pup named Scooby Doo, they had this character, and his name was actually Red Herring, mm-hmm. and they like, I think they like always made it look like it was him, and then of course it never was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> didn't see that coming.
0: Well, when I was a kid, I didn't know what the term yeah, red herring yeah. was, so I probably was like, oh, it is red. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't ask <laughs> no, it's good. Uh,
0: You guys watch anything else Before we get on with the show
1: mm. Yeah nothing to speak of
0: Well are you guys ready to talk about All the big DC announcements from the week Oh yeah let's do it Now this surprised because, like, so James Gunn put out a, a, a video and then, like, it was all this big news. It surprises me to learn that you, like, didn't really hear about this stuff because you're kind of plugged in. Uh, and this is, like, all over the internet. But I kind of like that you didn't because I'll get your, your reaction to this. Yeah.
1: I'm curious to see.
0: So, basically, uh, James Gunn came out and he announced, like, their first slate of um, movies and TV shows that are going to be, like, connected But he also said like, there's certain properties that they're going to label as Elseworld that are outside. And that would include things like the Batman franchise with Robert Pattinson and, um, uh, like, the Joker 2 uh, Joker sequel they're making. And, like, there was a handful of of other things, too. Um, But I'm going to go through um, the list of uh, things for this. Oh, and he announced, like... They're, you know how Marvel like just says like oh this is phase one phase two he actually he's naming this phase gods and monsters so okay. yeah. Um. so the first is a television show called Creature Commandos this is a seven episode animated series written by Gunn that is already in production Originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray the live action versions versions when the antiheroes show up in movies and series. Um, so the, and this is like a promo picture cause I, like, apparently like he said, it's already in, in production. I've never actually, like I've heard of creature commandos. I've never read it. I think it's a pretty old comic. Um, I do find it kind of weird that they're, like, you know, going to occasionally have, like, the characters in the animated stuff pop up in live action. So, they want, like, the same actors, like, voice actors. It's kind of interesting. But I feel like with most most cartoons, like, they cast people because of their, like, voice. Yeah. And so, this makes me think that, like, they're going to cast, like...
2: Clancy Brown?
0: Not Clancy (laughs) Brown is what I'm getting at. Like, probably more famous people, you know, but... Um, what do you guys think about this concept though? Like, I don't know if it'll be in world war two necessarily because if they're going to have these guys pop up in, in other places. Oh, and like one of the characters is that weasel guy from the suicide squad that, uh, gun directed. Weaselton. Yeah. So like, but what do you think of like just the concept of like, you know, monsters, I guess, fighting like foreign enemies probably. Whether they're
2: Nazis or something else. It all depends on the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, I don't know anything about them, so. Uh,
0: next is Waller. Uh, in a spin-off of Gunn's own HBO Max hit series, Peacemaker, Viola Davis will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of government task force. It is being written by uh, Crystal Henry, um, who was involved with the Watchmen TV show, and Jeremy Carver, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series, which we, of course, uh, like. Um... So apparently, like Gunn said, he he had a plan for Peacemaker season two, but then when they uh, kind of conceived this series, like he said, this almost serves as peacemaker like a in between of Peacemaker season one and season two. So it's going to kind of pick up on some of the threads from Peacemaker and go into this show.
2: Maybe, I, I mean, I don't know if I love love Peacemaker, but it was probably one of their stronger properties. Yeah, it was
1: decent at least. Yeah. Uh, it was it was good. I like Peacemaker. I thought it was good. Uh, so what they say? They're not going to make a season two now because he's running the whole thing? I think they actually m-
0: might still make a season two, but this serves as kind of like an in-between. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think the plan, of course, these are all subject to change. Who knows if even these announced properties will even come out. I'll believe it when I see them. But, um, but yeah, I think he kind of did still want to do a, a Peacemaker season two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so next is the first movie that they're going to go with, which is called Superman Legacy. The movie featuring the Man of Steel, the gun is riding and may direct, although no commitments on that end have been made. While the two previous titles are meant to be a, uh, uh geez, what is this word, aperitifs? I've never heard that word. In Saffron's words, Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DCU plans. It's not an origin story, Saffron said. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage and his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. And they uh, have given a, slated a release date of July eleventh, 2025 for this
2: to come out. At least they're not doing the origin story, because that's a kiss of death for me.
0: Well, I'll say this. They they definitely don't need to do the origin story. But I remember when Man of Steel, the trailers for Man of Steel came out, like, and they showed that that scene on Krypton. I, I rolled my eyes in and, and and was like, oh, really? They're doing the origin? But then I really liked that first like 10 minutes or so of Man of Steel that, that does the origin. It does it in a very truncated way. And I thought it was uh, done well. So it just all depends on how it's done. But yeah, generally speaking, I think the the world at large knows the origin of Superman. We don't really need to... Same with Batman. We, at this point, we don't really need to tread that territory
1: anymore. I lost my bet by three points. Oh. You owe me $10. <laughs> but it's okay. I want another bet. <laughs>
2: three points is a close one, huh?
0: Yeah. Kept oh, you man. riveted. But does your other bet that you won make up...
1: Yeah, so like, I always try to bet, like, way I diversify it. And <laughs> diversify it. My...
0: So you broke even. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, I'm going to bet on the sure thing and and the not sure thing. <laughs> the sure thing fell through. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you, you know what's weird is um, he also made a statement of, like, you know, people like um, uh, Jason Momoa and Gal uh, uh, Gadot have a window to possibly, like, come back and play a role. You know, whether or not they do that, who knows. But, like, they seemingly definitely broke off, like, the relationship with Henry Cavill, which I, I find weird. Because I'm like, okay, like, even if they they want a younger Superman, which was what it sounds like, um, fine. But, like, why, like, say, oh, there's a window open for these guys, but, like, we, we definitely won't do anything with Henry Cavill. Like, I don't know. That seemed a bit weird to me. Plus, they have, like, this Elseworld stuff. It's like they could maybe do an Elseworld thing with him if they wanted to. But uh, I don't know. Apparently not.
1: Well, I mean, there is talk that Cavill might go to Marvel and become Hyperion. So, I mean, th- this is rumor, but right you know, might be something that they've considered. And they're like, well, if he goes there, we don't want anything to do with him.
0: I've never... Hyperion, he kind of is, like, Superman-esque, isn't he? Yeah. I've never really read... God, what's that? Because what's that team that Hyperion's on in Marvel? Um. Because I know, like, also in that same team, like, there's analogs for other Justice League members. Like, there's a bat, kind of Batman-esque kind of guy, I want to say. Maybe,
1: like, West Coast Avengers? I'm not sure.
0: No, they have another name. I'm blanking on it. But that could be interesting, though, really. Mm -hmm. Because then it would be like, oh, Marvel has, like, this team that's kind of, like, analogs for the Justice League characters. And, like, in the lead, (laughs) you have Henry Cavill. That that would actually be kind of cool. This next one I'm excited about, but I also... Um, have some reservations about. So, Lanterns. Uh, Greg Berlanti's Long in the Works Green Lantern TV series has been scrapped. And Gunn and Saffron have parted ways with the longtime DC series steward. He was the guy that kind of did all the CW uh, superhero shows. In his place will be a new take on the Space Cops with Power Rings, Quote, our vision for this is very much in the vein of true detective, Saffron described. It's terrestrial based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, and is one of the most important shows they have in development. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. So like... I love the Green Lantern universe, and I really love Detective Story. So, like, this is definitely right up my alley. My only concern is, like, is this going to prevent them from doing, like, a Green Lantern movies? Because that's my thing with Daredevil is, like, I like the original Daredevil TV show, but uh, at the same time, I'm always, like, I, I kind of like to see a Daredevil movie as well, you know. Yeah. So, like, I hope this doesn't mean we're not going to get uh, a Green Lantern uh, uh, series of movies, but this sounds good, like, it... A detective story involving Green Lanterns. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I'd be down to watch that. Could be good. Could
0: be. The only other thing I don't like is it says terrestrial based because like, does that mean they're only going to be on Earth? Because like, as Green Lanterns, like I, I do want to see them go to other planets. You know and
2: well, I mean I, I'm not super into the lore. Is it, aren't they usually based on a planet? Like they they'll send like a like a protector to a planet.
0: Well, so they got um, a centralized planet called Oa. That's like where they all go to train and stuff. And then there's like, I forget the exact number, like 2,000 some odd uh, space sectors. And uh, generally, they have a couple lanterns for each sector. Okay. And Earth, I think, is 2814, I want to say. <laughs> But <laughs> Although they don't really hold to that because, like, um, you know, it's it's usually, like I said, two lanterns per sector, I believe. But then, like, they just kept adding, like, human lanterns from Earth. <laughs> right. Because you got, you got Hal and and John, but then you also end up getting Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, uh, Simon Baz. So, you, I don't know. There's, like, many of them for Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that show. Um, this one was a little surprising. Um, the authority. A movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm, run by artist and now head of DC Publishing, Jim Lee. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains, said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. Giant things from the sky come and uh, come and good guys win. There are white hats, black hats, and gray hats added Saffron. They are kind of like Jack Nicholson and a f- few good men. They know that you want them on that wall, or at least they believe that. Um, so, have you guys ever read Authority? No. So, they're an interesting team, uh, but like the two like most prominent members are, are Apollo and Midnighter. Who are basically analogs for Superman and Batman, and they're also a gay couple. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, And then there's other team members that have kind of like um, weird powers and stuff, but they're very, like, they're not afraid to get violent. Like, they'll kill people. And so I, I think the general idea well who knows but I think they'll definitely butt heads with the Justice League just because of their methods you know I I hope it doesn't just come down to like oh we're gonna make the authority villains and it's gonna be Justice League versus authority because I I think like they're saying here I would rather see them as kind of an in-between because like in the comic books like they're not straight up villains like they are fighting like legitimately bad people you know but they're just they have the methods where like they will like kill them and stuff so uh, I think that could definitely be uh, interesting I'm looking forward to that um man this next series like it could be good but it seems totally superfluous and unnecessary. Uh, it's called Paradise Lost. Uh the duo describes this HBO Max series as game a uh, Game of Thrones style drama set on the all female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace Themyscira. Yeah. Okay, I'm
2: getting interested in this. This is going in a good direction.
0: <laughs> Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players, it takes place before the events of uh, Wonder Woman films.
2: Uh, I mean, here's here's the thing. And by the way... I f- I, it's on an island with a bunch of women. I, I'm getting like this like uh, B-movie-like, you know, women's yeah, prison. It's not going to have like nudity and stuff, though. That is a, a mark against.
0: <laughs> and the other thing is like like Wonder Woman like I don't mind Wonder Woman but she's never been one of those characters that I thought was all all too like interesting and like her backstory and stuff so just like oh how how like what was Wonder Woman's mom like <laughs> I was never like oh I got to know mm-hmm. <laughs> I do find it funny that like this show, they're like, "Oh, it's Game of Thrones esque," and with Lanterns, they're like, "It's True Detective esque." Like, oh, like these other HBO properties being like synergy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um,
2: I don't know, guys. What do you Although guys? I th- did like those two series. So. <laughs> That's, what, what which property is going to be Breaking Bad esque? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't own
0: that, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs>
2: but um, I don't know. Does this appeal to you guys? Like, maybe.
1: I don't know. I mean.
2: Are there dinosaurs on the island?
1: I don't think they can do Game of Thrones Maybe. better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> and Game of Thrones didn't even do that great. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm tired of the genre.
0: You know, you mentioned dinosaurs. Like, there, <laughs> there is, like, you know, that's why, like, Bruce Wayne, like, has the dinosaur in his um, cave is because, like, I think in like a really goofy like old Batman tale, like he ended up going somewhere like maybe back in time or somewhere where like there was this island where dinosaurs still existed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so so he brought one back in taxidermy did Maybe I should go
0: back and find what comic that's from because <laughs> I honestly don't know. He's always had like the, the, the dinosaur and the giant penny. And I'm like, does he really still need these in this day and age? But like almost every comic artist that draws the Batcave puts in the dinosaur and the big penny. Probably because it's fun to draw dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm sure they're just like, oh, it's fun to draw. Uh, Next, The Brave and the Bold. This is the introduction of the DCU Batman, says Gunn, uh, of Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch. The movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed, a murderous uh, tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story, and importantly, it will feature uh, a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. However, there is also the Batman sequel. Uh, Well, I'll get to that in a minute. So this, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about this because... Like, now that we've gotten, like, the Nolan trilogy and we got, like, the Batman stuff, like, I'm okay now with them introducing Robin just because, well, I guess we did see that on screen done very poorly. (laughs) But, like, I'm okay with them, like, taking another stab at doing Robin, like, the Robin story correct. But, like, I've never been a a real big fan of Damian Wayne. He's kind of an annoying-ass character. And also, like... Have you guys ever read any of the comics with Damian Wayne? I
2: don't think so.
1: Very little.
0: And also, like, apparently James Gunn is a big Grant Morrison fan. I got to admit, like, Grant Morrison, like, I think he is a talented guy and I think he's a very creative guy. And, like, if you ever get a chance to, like, listen to interviews with him, like, he's an interesting guy for sure. But most of his comic book work, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Right. It's okay. Because it's either, like, really abstract or it's just, uh Overly obtuse and confusing, and like his Batman run especially is one of my least favorite Batman runs because Batman is not a, a character the abstract storytelling like it doesn't play to his strengths. Like th- the reason I like Batman is because he is like the one character you can kind of believe could take place in a real world scenario, you know, and uh, and his run is just like filled with the. Uh, I don't know, stuff I don't like. It And it introduces the Damian Wayne character, which in that series especially is a very annoying character. Like, later on, like, as other people wrote him, like, he gets a little more palatable. But, like, like Tim Drake is a lot better Robin. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just... And also, like, even with Superman, like, um, I think James Gunn also has referenced, like, All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison, which is a Superman book that a lot of people think is a masterpiece. And to me, I'm like, it's fine.
2: I think I did read that one.
0: Yeah. It, again, it didn't do much. There's a lot of more Superman stories that, that I like a lot better that, than that one.
2: Is that the one where it opens where he, he like, flies too close to the sun? Yeah. And then... uh He's gonna die because he soaked up too much energy. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is.
0: That that is what it is, and it's fine. But I don't know. It's not the masterpiece that people think it is. At least I don't think so. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm interested in this movie, but I don't know. The we'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to totally crap on it. It might be good. Uh, So the Batman sequel with Pattinson, it says Pattinson will continue to portray the Dark Knight in at least one more crime saga movie directed by Matt Reeves. That movie, the uh, executives revealed, will be released October 3rd, 2025 and is being titled The Batman Part 2. 2025 is going to be a very big year for DC, uh, Crowed Saffron, Superman and Batman within the same year. Uh, Next, uh, this one could be fun. Booster Gold, an HBO Max series based on a unique lesser-known hero created in 1986. Saffron said of the series, it's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Gunn described it as imposter
2: syndrome as a superhero.
0: Um, I like the character Booster Gold. He's usually fun. I I think this will be probably a pretty light-hearted series.
2: I don't think I've seen it too much. I, I know I saw him in something. He just seemed kind of like a
0: well, Ter- you read that that um fifty two series right he Maybe he plays a he plays was. a part in that he's got his little robot companion skeets that follows him around sounds vaguely familiar um but yeah, he usually bends towards like uh comedy so i th- i think it'll probably be pretty fun and then um lastly um oh actually this this is missing one dang it um uh supergirl woman of tomorrow. Taking its cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries, this movie promises a different take than what most think of, uh, when Superman's cousin comes to mind. Uh, We will see the difference between Superman who was sent to earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant versus Supergirl raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton who would uh, watch everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. And then came to earth. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. Um, I haven't read that series yet. I want to, Um, but uh, it apparently got like, pretty high ratings, like people really like that that series. It is weird though, because that series just came out in comic book form like last year and they're like already like kind of, you know, using it as uh, the the basis of this movie.
1: I mean, I think Marvel does that too. Like they, they come out with like pretty recent stuff and they're making like the Kang uh, movies based on like pretty Oh, more recent stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they also have already done like Miss Marvel who's a relatively new yeah. character. And Riri Williams, who is a relatively new character. So, yeah, it seems like the time frame is getting shorter for, like, things introduced in the comics being introduced in the movies.
1: Right. It seems like they're experimenting with the comics a little bit. You know, they put it out there, and then they're like, all right, if this works, we'll put it in the movies.
0: Yeah, that is one good thing, like, the comics work for is, like, kind of like a testing thing for, like, will this resonate? Um, Maybe I just uh, missed copying it on here, but they're also doing a Swamp Thing movie that they said will kind of lean into like horror. Um, I'm not a big horror fan, but um, I do think it's smart of them to, to, you know, like Marvel does diversify like the genres you're, you're using. And, um, uh, you know, Swamp Thing is an interesting character.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, what did Marvel do with Werewolf by Night? Was that The Thing or Man Thing? Oh,
0: Man Thing, I think. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely like a, um, a Swamp Thing. Like, uh, yeah. Copier. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what do you guys think? Uh, does,
2: like, Swamp Thing do anything for you? I know you've read, like, Alan Moore's run. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've read, and I wouldn't say that was too much in the horror genre as much, but I know that that has other roots as well, so you could go some different ways with it probably.
0: Um, he did mention um, the Flash movie. mm he says that he's seen it and he, he thinks it's one of the best superhero movies he's really? ever seen. Like wow. that's what he's saying. And he did claim that it's going to in some way like reset mm. the DCU. So they apparently are using that um to to kind of clean the slate somewhat. But then like like we've talked about and he didn't really go into this but you know the Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 are coming out after that movie. And so it's like I don't know how exactly they're going to factor in um yeah the what did we what they say about momoa so it's it's weird because you know they did that whole thing where they're like oh we're still open to momoa and gal gadot still playing a role going forward Mm -hmm. but then they showed some video where like um and and i assume this was all like approved by publicists. Where, like, Jason Momoa came out of a meeting with DC and was all happy. So, like, apparently he mm-hmm. is playing something. Okay. You know, people have speculated, will he play Lobo or is he going to still play Aquaman in some sort of way or something else? Um, so, apparently, it, you know, apparently Momoa is still in for something. Mm-hmm. We just don't know exactly what. Um, well, out of all these things I, I mentioned, like, which appeal to you the most? I mean, Batman's always up there. Right. Are you more excited for the Batman and Son movie, or are you more excited for The Batman
2: 2? I mean, The Batman 2, probably, just because I know the first one
1: was decent. Right. I wasn't too interested in the Flash movie before you said that, but, I mean, <laughs> <even> now it <laughs> now sounds like it might be good, actually. And if it resets everything, it might be, like, the one to watch. Well, you know, um,
0: so, yeah, apparently, like... um because I heard that quote too, like bef- before Gun said it. That apparently, like other people have seen it and said, "Oh wow, it's like really good." But I'm always like really skeptical of that yeah. because I re- I remember like um, I may have talked about this on a podcast before, but I remember when the first trailer for that Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds came out. I watched that trailer and I was like, "Ooh, this looks really bad." But then there was a story that came out that they're like, oh, they showed this on the Warner Brothers lot and it got a standing ovation. I was like, oh, okay, maybe it was just a bad trailer. (laughs) And then, of course, that movie came out and I was like, oh, no, it's a bad movie. (laughs) It's a really bad movie. And then um, the other time I heard that standing ovation thing was before, um, I believe it was Batman versus Superman came out. And then that movie was bad. And I was like... They just stand for uh, anything. Uh, yeah. I was like, if I ever hear standing ovation again, I'm gonna be like
2: really dubious. <laughs> Maybe they're like the uh, Kim Jong Un of the the universe over there. In the, in the, in
1: the, they're being held at gunpoint, right? They're like, don't <laughs> stop clapping.
2: <laughs>
1: they didn't tell you what the circumstances of that standing ovation were. <laughs> um, but hey, um, at least there there seems
0: to be like a diversity here of of characters. I think me, I'm most excited for the Lanterns TV show just because I, I I like the Green Lanterns. I like detective stories. Um, it seems to have everything that I'm I'm interested in. So
1: I think I'll be more interested like if one of these properties is good, then I'll start watching more and uh, you know I'll get more interested in DC all over again. But right now I just kind of like. I don't know. I'm not too excited about DC.
0: Do you guys have any DC characters that they haven't mentioned here? That you're like, oh, I would really like a movie or TV show like with that character? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know that many. I mean, these are definitely all the, all the major ones. Although, uh, you know, as of yet, they haven't announced uh, any Wonder Woman stuff. I'm actually wondering, like, since they're going to have, like... Um, you know, Damien, I assume eventually down the road they'll have other members of the Bat family. Hopefully, you know, Nightwing, Catwoman, Batgirl, maybe Batwoman,
2: like who knows. So who's the mom? Uh, Talia Al Ghul. Al Ghul, okay, okay, okay. She was hot in the cartoon in the 90s. That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you assume that probably like um, she and uh Rachel Ghul probably play some sort of a part or at least you know be in the universe um but what do you guys think what are you most looking forward to in this uh, announced slate of dc movies and tv shows and what's not announced that you would like to see uh please comment and let us know well guys this used up a lot of our time but we still got a time for for uh some stories if you guys got any stories um so anyone who hasn't watched we're going to go around the table and uh Everybody will bring a topic of conversation from around the globe, and we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you.
1: So what do you got for us? All right. Severed human penis discovered at petrol station.
0: This was literally the only interesting story I had this week. So so I might not do a story this week. We'll see.
1: People fueling up their cars have made the horrific discovery of a severed human penis at a petrol station in Mobile, Alabama. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> police believe the decapitated Doodle may be linked to a deadly crash nearby in which a motorcyclist came <laughs> off his... B- it's I, uh, like my penis. <laughs> I
2: can't concentrate on driving. My penis in, came off.
1: <laughs> in which a motorcycle motorcyclist came off his bike before he was struck by multiple vehicles on January 30th. Uh, Mobile Police Department told Fox News that the odd discovery was not linked to a murder, assault, or any sort of grievous bodily harm charge. Instead, officers believe the mystery member may have belonged to a 29-year-old Christopher Means, the motorcyclist whose body was torn into shreds uh, in the horrific accident earlier this week. The uh, the preliminary investigation revealed that the victim was riding his motorcycle southbound on I-85 ramp to eastbound I-10 when he lost control of the motorcycle. The rider was thrown from his motorcycle and struck by multiple vehicles. Um, Mo police revealed that they are on the hunt for drivers who ran over Means' body and failed to stop. Uh, yeah, so
2: what I'm wondering is, like, if somebody, like, pulled into the gas station and they're like, What's this in my grill? Oh, it's a penis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Imagine like You're going down the road And your windshield wipers Are going All of a sudden Like a dick gets caught
1: like (laughs) Like, this This sounds like This guy got hit Like he was Lego Batman or something Yeah All his body parts Just came off
2: This guy got hit By like four cars So he can't be In very good shape After that
1: But damn He must I mean He must have gotten hit In a way Or so hard That his penis came off Like Yeah I don't know
2: That is a bad, bad way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, like, he'd already had, like, horrific brain damage. (laughs) Let's hope so.
1: (laughs) According to the Daily Record, CCTV footage from the scene showed a truck arriving at the petrol station and the penis falling to the ground. Uh, Shortly after, a petrol station worker discovered the bodiless penis in the parking lot. (laughs) Confirming the, the incident, they said it was a whole dick. Uh, stunned locals took to social media to express their disbelief over what had happened. One man who identified himself as a colleague of the fellow who died took his thoughts about it to Twitter. And possibly one of the craziest, most fucked-up things I've ever heard: a severed penis was found at a gas station in my town today. In my town yesterday, it belonged to the victim of a horrific motorcycle accident who happened to also work where I work. The dude was literally torn into pieces on the inter- interstate during an accident, and his penis fell off the front end of a truck when the truck got off the interstate. (laughs) What the fuck? My mouth was literally hanging open the entire time I read the article. I can't believe multiple people hit him, but only one person stopped. Holy shit. And possibly one of the craziest, most fucked up things I've ever heard. A severed penis was found at the gas station. Yeah, it's just a repeat, but, uh, yeah.
0: I want to see, like, the CSI scene where they got, like, a chalk outline around (laughs) the (laughs) dick.
1: Also, like, man... Imagine if you were on your last day of life, and somebody was like, you're going to die today, and they're going to find your penis. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my gosh. No. What
2: gr- what pun do you think Grissom would make at <laughs> that crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you didn't have any context, and there's just a penis and no body, <laughs> I guess you'd be like, get this thing on ice. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get gotta gotta look around for the man with no penis <laughs> there that's just a woman boss <laughs> <laughs> he drove off without the dick he's a dickless coward <laughs> i don't know i have no idea where to take this nowhere you're going to solve this case boss don't get cocky <laughs> he puts on
0: sunglasses <laughs>
1: I need my best dick on this case. <laughs> 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 Dick's on dick. <laughs> uh,
0: we got time for like
2: one more story. Do you got one in the manifesto for us? On the lighter side of the news, Puxitawny Phil saw his shadow. Oh. Six more weeks of winter. However, did you know that um, Canada and Quebec, they also have their version of Puxatawney Phil? And his name is, where'd it go? Fred La Marmotte. <laughs> I don't know what name is stupider. <laughs> so here's the story. Like the day before, they went to check on uh Fred La Marmot and um he was dead. Aww. So uh good news in Canada, he didn't see a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Like They let him hibernate All winter They didn't check on him Like until the day before <laughs> Like this bitch Has been dead for a while
0: <laughs> I do wonder though Like Pucks Phil, fill Like how many of those Have they gone through
2: Like yeah, you know, uh, was, They said he was like Nine years old So maybe every decade You get a new yeah, one Yeah it's like How long do groundhogs live But apparently uh, One of his children Is gonna be the uh, Predecessor so If he lives long enough Right <laughs> The never line never. of secession conti- Continues <laughs> Groundhog succession. <laughs> we got another dead one. That'd be the groundhogs. They just keep pulling the dead one out every day. <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> I know what's coming next. <laughs>
2: This is the only good part of this day <laughs> right. You just read a speech for that You're like this is the best day ever <laughs> It'd be
0: funny if, if uh, He like weakened at Bernie The groundhog <laughs> like, Pretending he's alive Oh you see your shadow boy <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's just like <laughs> The whole time <laughs> That's a summer face guys <laughs> He's ready <laughs> <laughs>
0: we should just uh, We should invent one of those holidays Like where we use like a cute animal And like I mean we gotta We're in Oregon, we
2: could have a beaver <laughs> Day. <laughs> Everybody loves beaver day. <laughs> You have theme rides And I don't know
0: but what's the gimmick like? Oh, it's going to rain if the, <laughs> if the
2: beaver <laughs> right. <laughs> Three more months of rain. <laughs> he's he's always right. No, what you do is you release like a a,
0: a male and female beaver and it's like if they start fucking it's going to rain cuz that beaver's wet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then they have a parade. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't have another good story, and we're over the hour. We made it. We'll we'll, we'll count all the DZ stuff as my story. (laughs) Um, Actually, you guys got anything else you want to add in before we wrap this bad boy up? Ooh, I gave blood today. Oh.
2: My good deed. Well, you know,
0: I would give blood, but I can't because I take blood thinners. Otherwise, I would have signed right up.
2: You weren't a pussy for years before that. (laughs) Actually, I heard recently that giving blood may make you live longer because you get rid of that old nasty blood and right. you get new blood. You got all these like forever chemicals swimming around your blood, so you give blood and you get it out. But there's some people. There's like the hypothesis that that's why women live longer because they have periods every month and they kind of flush some um. of the crap out of their system.
0: But like on average, like on average, like how much blood does one period expel?
2: I don't know the whole lining of the uterus. <laughs> I never, uh, I never measured it or did any research on this, but uh, I'm gonna say like half a gallon.
1: <laughs> People used to like use, that about right. Yeah, that makes sense. People used to uh, <laughs> use leeches on their body to like get the blood out. So right? That, maybe yeah. that actually was
2: like a good thing. Maybe yeah. they were right. Yeah. Well, especially like when they were drinking cups with lead, and they were probably full of lead. So you probably yeah. like stick a few of those on your feet, suck some of the lead out of your system.
1: True.
0: Oh, yeah, see, I can't give... Blood, so I'm going to have to get leeches. It's my only
2: alternative to leeches. <laughs> <laughs> or I just start, like, cutting myself a little bit each day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you can just not tell me on blood thinners would be like. It just, like, sprays. <laughs> You're done in, like, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you die. <laughs> <laughs> the only flaw is the clotting. <laughs> His penis.
1: <laughs> there it goes. <laughs>
0: Actually, you know, when I got my COVID booster, like, the woman giving me the shot was like, are you on any medication? Or maybe I probably had to put it on the form or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, you're on blood thinners, huh?" And so, like, um, when she gave me the shot, she was like, "Oh, good, it didn't like spray all over." <laughs> and she's like, "I never know." <laughs> <laughs>
2: How thin does your blood get? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't bleed all over. Yeah, so. got like a bloody nose or like a scraped knuckles <laughs> being on there.
0: Um, I have gotten like a bloody nose, yeah. but like not a lot of not nothing like. Terrible,
2: because I know our granddad when he get like cut, he just bleed forever, just bleed, and bleed and bleed. I
0: mean, I think when I get cut, like I probably do bleed more than I used to, but nothing like, nothing like terrible. You yeah. know, like not a gallon of blood or anything. You
2: just don't get in a car crash where your dick gets ripped off. <laughs> it's like there's blood everywhere. Uh, that's
0: solid advice, no matter what.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Well,
0: that is gonna do it. Uh, uh, for the show this week we thank everybody for following along Uh, we appreciate it greatly Uh, please if you will uh, subscribe to the youtube channel and to the podcast on your uh, podcast uh, catcher of choice and uh, you know also leave us the thumbs up uh, leave us comments we enjoy reading all that stuff Um, and why not come interact with us over on twitter guys
1: where can people find you on twitter at a name for this too, and that's number two. At unsolicited S U
0: G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.
2: Yeah, have a good one.